Welcome to Secrets of the Champions. This is Susie Pomerantz, founder of the Leading Coaches Center and the Leaders Clubhouse, and I'm here today with Vicki Winterton. And I want to tell you about Vicki because she's amazing. You probably already know her because you're probably already linked in through the Coaches Exchange. But I just want to tell you a little bit about Vicki. She actually founded one of the top boutique advertising agencies in the United States when she was in her 20s. Um, and her niche was in human resources then. And since the late 1980s, she has been coaching teams at Fortune 500 companies. And she's been coaching them around success in change management as well as process automation. That's a pretty specific coaching niche right there. She's coached C-level executives. Um, she's been coaching professionals and solopreneurs about realizing their personal and professional vision of success. And even today, she donates time coaching women in crisis as a pro bono activity. Um, but here's why you probably know Vicki. She founded a whole suite of um, of organizations that are for coaches so she dedicates her time right now to the expert insights family of opportunities so there's the the expert insights magazine the expert insights academy for e-learning the coaches edge live and virtual events the coaches concierge which is for client attraction engagement and retention and um, the coachesexchange.com which is the largest coach to coach network i think how many vicky is it like 3500 members you have now we we actually have 2,500 members, and then we have an extended membership of a mailing list of about 20,000. Amazing. And then the, the sister to the coachexchange.com, uh, fondly referred to as tce.com, is Ask the Coach Exchange, which is uh, a way that coaches can outreach to the community and individuals and businesses um, by answering their questions. So thank you so much, Vicki, for taking time to be with us today. I really appreciate having you here. Oh, Susie, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. And I know that you, so you've created all these businesses um, and, and you've created a lot of them at the same time. And so um, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. You know, how did you come to create these businesses and how did you, how did you get here? How did you get where you are today at, uh, sitting atop this empire? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, I think it goes back for me to um, a, a, a strong desire to be able to communicate on a lot of different levels. And um, in addition to communication, I think it also takes what I think all, all coaches have is a really strong entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, when, when I was first involved in advertising, uh, very, very young, uh, I, I, I met my mentor in advertising and something he told me that I never forget. He said, uh, you know, go out and, and just listen to what people need. Come back and tell me basically what that looks like and we'll work together to make sure that people get what it is they need. And so his premise was that if you listen well enough and you ask the right questions, you'll find out the basic needs of what people really, really are looking for. And then if you come back and answer those needs, they will basically develop a relationship with you. And so it's a really simple formula, and it's one from the time that I was really very young that worked really well, uh, first in advertising. And then um, from there, I went on to coach in, in larger organizations, uh, primarily team team building, coaching, and, and process reengineering, as you mentioned. So it, it was really, really critical. Um, I, I think the most important thing 
is to realize that it, people are eager to tell you what they need on, on every level. When I was working with Fortune 500 companies, I would always um, really require an audience with someone at a C-level if I was working with a groom, uh, say a group that was in mid-management or something, so that I could really get an idea at a C-level what, um, what say, uh, the CEO or the CIO or, or the CFO was looking for. What was their vision? Because their vision will drive those that are dedicated to service within their company. And I found that by developing even 10 minutes of communication with them, because usually their vision is pretty clear, then you'd have a good idea of what the driver was for the rest of the team. And it would really bring the team together in a way that was... that that could work just miracles within the company. So um, I guess the main the main influence for me has been communication and authenticity within that communication. Yeah, and I see that in all of the communications that you put out. You're really good at, um, at sending out lots of messages to all the different communities that you have founded. And, um, and I have noticed that you're completely authentic within all of it. And, um, and I wonder if you could uh, share a little bit about how you made the transition from coaching executives and interacting and communicating at the C-level to wanting to build this whole suite of services for your peers, for coaches. How did you make that shift from serving executives to serving coaches? Well, th thanks so much for asking that question. It's a really great question, Susie, um, and, and one that I love because what happened was uh, I, I was traveling about 95% of the time for literally decades when I was working within the corporate arena. And, you know, it was one of those things where if this Tuesday, what city am I in, what country am I in type of thing. And, um, and in it, I, I just started feeling somewhat isolated from my peers and, uh, you know, really from everything, but particularly from my peers in, in the coaching world. Uh, my whole world became the companies that I was working with. So I had this huge desire to try to develop uh, more connection with my peers and, and more resources to broaden my scope of, of coaching and, and what I could bring. And I, in that process, I, I started donating some time from afar to women that were in crisis, women that were in really serious need. And um, I, at first I thought, I, I sort of ran into this opportunity accidentally, and first I thought, well, I, I won't have much at all to relate to women, but if there's any way I can, and I found out to women, I had everything to relate to with them. Uh, where they were, they may be, they uh, have been that and uh, circumstances may have been different than mine on their problems once going back to what they were to resolve their life or very problems that or that having um, you know the things that they worried about the same things that they worried about how to be a good woman in this world how to move this world with empowered and and and, and uh, that was all it was just the trappings that were different and so I, I did some close relationship with some of these you know for three or four years um, in the that I eventually decided that I wanted to do something where I felt that kind of a real 
individuals within the coaching industry. And the behind uh, the coach exchange was the initial was our initial venture was uh, to bring coaches thing under the roof without being any one shining star. To Vicky, uh oh, Vicky, I've lost you. Vicky, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Sorry, the microphone oh. seems to have cut out a little bit there. So I, you oh. were starting to talk about um, the vision for Coach Exchange about, uh, and then it cut out, and then I heard the word shining star. Yeah, it, it was it basically the idea of bringing coaches together with resources of, of every type um, and, and all together in a, in a place where they could share their vision and and share their knowledge and talents um, everyone from new coaches to coaches that were really seasoned and 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 had been in the profession by some time in different arenas so that that was really the vision it was the idea of having just a, a, a wealth of, of knowledge and resources there for coaches at where the communication would be free open anyone to communicate with anyone at any, any level. And so the distinction, and I get this question a lot, the distinction between the coach exchange and the leading coaches center is that you don't, you don't actually exclude anyone. You, yours is open to all coaches, life coaches, business coaches, you know, anyone who's in the coaching profession, whereas the leading coaches center is specific to business and executive coaches and those of us who coach leaders and organizations. Yeah, exactly. Um, decided to approach it that without a, a really, really strong niche because I thought it would it would be an advantage to have one platform where coaches could go and find just about anything that they needed. That was really our goal. Yeah, and that that's how we founded it. It's not without some challenges because, as we all know, you know that the, the tighter your niche, the easier it is to present information and and um, accept even navigation of the website. But uh, but we welcome that challenge. Uh, we feel the exchange is worthwhile for the fact that everyone can participate and really find valuable resources there. And, and did you set out to create this whole suite or this whole family of um, coach-related businesses, or did it unfold after you created the coach exchange, or was that part of the strategy or model from the beginning? Really, it was not part of the strategy at all. Um, it, it just sort of unfolded, as, as you mentioned. Uh, and again, I, I bring this back to uh, different forms of communication. Um, as the coach exchange grew and, and more and more resources started to appear, more opportunities for joint ventures started presenting themselves, uh, it naturally unfolded that there were also many opportunities to be able to communicate with coaches in different formats. So uh, I was approached by one of our one of our great coaches, Sherry Buffington, and several other coaches actually about putting on live events, and therefore the the Coaches Edge Extravaganza developed last year in conjunction with the ICF conference. Uh, you know. Expert Insights Magazine, uh, which just was uh, released this last month in February, was a dream of mine for some time. And uh, I, it didn't come to fruition because not all the pieces came together to really create uh, a fabulous venue for experts to be able to exchange um, it, it, not only their, their knowledge, but also what really drives them and inspires them in a magazine format. Um, it, it really didn't present 
present itself until some of the opportunities that came with the coach exchange presented itself. So I think all of all of these things unfolded as a result of, of an expansion of the coach exchange. Yeah, and it's amazing how quickly it's all unfolded too. So, um, what what lessons can you share with us about um, you know as you're growing multiple businesses simultaneously and seeking to monetize them at different paces and in different ways? Um, what is a strategy for success? What's been working, or maybe if you want to share something that hasn't worked, a big lesson learned. Either way, um, just any insights that you have from your experience would be valuable to those of us who are considering building other businesses as well. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, at, as we grow our businesses and we grow our relationships, a lot of opportunities come to all of us. And I really gauge what opportunities I, I follow up with and, and move forward with on the level of passion that I feel about them. I think that the things that I feel most passionate about are the things that I, re I really pursue. And, and that's the driver for me. Um, if I feel, it, it, you know, sort of like, well, it sounds like a great idea, or even if it sounds like a, an idea that might be, a, a, you know, really valuable from the standpoint of, of uh, financial remuneration, I don't always follow that if there's something else that's standing there that I feel passionate about. Because I find that those things that um, are, are just okay ideas or ideas that resonate with me slightly, um, even, if, even if they could be valuable, uh, they don't last in the long run. Uh, it, it, I really have to be fully invested and fully excited about it in order to move forward. So that's how I determine uh, what paths I go down because, you know, we have many opportunities to partner with a lot of different people. And, and it's what excites me, really, that it's the driver. Um, I think also I want to mention that there have been some ideas that we've developed and I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a great idea. I love this idea. And it may not have taken off for coaches right away. And so what we've learned to do is we've learned to do surveys to find out if what I think may really be a great driver for me is also a great driver for other coaches or the bulk of the coaches that, that make up our membership at TCE. And that really helps us to determine the direction we take. Uh, sometimes an idea that we'll develop uh, will be a great idea. I'll love it, and the coaches may not take to it right away, but sometimes it's only just a part of an idea. Sometimes it takes a while for the whole entire idea to develop, and we realize, gee, that was one piece. There's maybe two or three other pieces that need to come into play here in order for that to really be successful and for coaches to really embrace it. So that that's something I would encourage, too, is that if you have an idea that's really a burning desire, uh, you know, sometimes it may not be, it, it may not be fully developed yet if it, it's not moving along. That's a great point, and I know that, um, even following one's passion as the litmus test and, and investing time and, and often money to grow business ideas or to try out different joint ventures, um, it, it requires some kind of discipline too because it, it has to be funded somehow, right? So how do you determine, um, first of all, do you have outside funding or are you doing it all yourself? And if you are doing it all yourself, at what point do you say, okay, this is the limit, right? I've put enough time and money into this. It's not It's not looking like it's going to return on that investment and it's time to pursue something else. How do you, how do you make those decisions? Well, Susie, for me, I've always found that part of the creative process for me is to be able to develop uh, creative 
funding resources and and in that way I've always been more inclined to collaborate and and develop partnerships rather than go out and find the funding the actual cash um, I found that uh, usually if you get creative and you're excited about your idea if you don't mind um, joint venturing to some level uh, you know people are usually will get caught up in in the swell of your enthusiasm and there's people who will participate on on every level with you um, if you have a way to give them great exposure as we do with the coach exchange and many of our now our our other avenues um, we'll we'll exchange exposure for people within those avenues uh, it, in trade for services. One of the things that is real important to me, and I, I, I know that not everyone is inclined this way, but for me, because I do have an, a very entrepreneurial spirit, I, I really like to know how to do things. And I will pursue uh, technology and, and other methods of doing things that are easy, that are understandable for me. So worst case, if I had to do something myself, I could. I don't do everything myself, but if I needed to, most of what we put out there in the world, I, I know how it how it works, how it operates. So I don't. I, I'm not inclined to put a, a lot of. Um, a lot of dependence on technical resources and so forth. They're necessary, you know, for some things, no question. But it, I'm not inclined to be t solely dependent on that. I like to find ways of being able to do it so that, you know, we can train people to do it. I can learn to do it. You know, everyone has a good understanding of it because the basis of it is remains simple. And so, so, and so I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, um, I, I'll just mention the, the Coach Exchange, and I, I did an interview last week, and people were quite surprised that the Coach Exchange was founded, as is Ask the Coach Exchange, our Coached Community Network. They're both founded on a Ning platform, and we did that intentionally because Ning is very, very easy to operate. It's a series of switches in an admin area that pretty much anyone can operate, and so that's why we chose that platform, but we were able to actually... Um, um, convert it and it's it's so creative that we were able to convert it in such a way that it, not everyone recognizes it as a tip, typical Ning platform because it, it's very flexible so that's just an example yeah and so the the tool you're speaking of is ning.com ning and it's a free platform for creating community interaction correct exactly and you Vicki Susie can you hear yeah, you're cutting out again, but let's try again. Can you? Nope, I can't hear you. Try again. Okay, you can are. you hear me now? Yep, you're back. <laughs> okay, so sorry. I, I'm actually, I should clarify, I'm actually calling in from Mexico, so our, our connection is sometimes not as good. <laughs> so I apologize for that. No um, but. Um, uh, you know, you can use Ning. Uh, it, it, there are some su subscription areas where you can have advertising removed and and add a little functionality to it, but it's still very, very inexpensive um, and, and a great way to go. So that's just one of, uh, of the different technologies we used uh, in order to develop the Coach Exchange and a number of the other offering, offerings that we now put out there to coaches. And you also mentioned, um, you know, finding creative funding resources and doing joint ventures. Uh, what have you found to be your favorite model for joint venturing? What's worked the best for you? What's been the, 
easiest or most joyful as a joint venture model that uh, maybe some other executive coaches might want to try and play with? I, I think the most important thing you can possibly do um, is determine whether or not the goals of the person you're or, or people that you're you're anticipating uh, a venture with that they're in alignment. Um, I've done some joint ventures that have been really huge in scope, um, even outside of the coaching arena. And if the if the ultimately if if the philosophy uh, was not in sync, uh, they they didn't work well. Uh, if the philosophy is in sync and really the goals are there, you know the primary goals are, are, are in sync, you have a really good chance for success. And I've, I've always found it's really enjoyable to, uh, and again, this is my personal preference, but it's really enjoyable to be able to work together with other coaches or other people offering resources and, and develop things together. Usually they get bigger and they, they blow so much more out of proportion than you ever could imagine on your own. And it, it's a much more creative um, arena in which to play. And do you have formal structures uh, for these joint ventures, or um, is that part of the philosophy? Part of my philosophy is they're pretty unstructured. Um, I think, you know, I have found, uh, and especially coming from a very... Vicki? I... Susie, can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Coming from a okay. corporate, I think. You coming, it, 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 coming from a really creative environment, particularly advertising when I'm very, very young, I found that for me, the more structure I put around things and the more restrict my thinking, um, it, 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 the creativity tends to cease to flow in a way that that I really, really enjoy. So I tend to um, go more from the hip. And, and um, there isn't a lot of structure. I let the structure kind of formulate and take place. Where there, I do a lot of emphasis and a lot of structure is whether or not our vision and our, our goals and you know, general philosophy toward the outcome are in sync with anyone that I joint venture with. That's something that I do put time into. And I think if that is there, then the creative process seems to just flow and turn into something really quite wonderful. I'm not suggesting you should be without a plan. I think planning is really important, but I think plans need to be people and open enough. Something bigger than what you envisioned does come to happen. You can embrace it and you can move forward with it. Absolutely. And I wonder how you keep from getting overwhelmed. I know you, how many joint ventures do you currently have? It's probably more than a dozen, I would imagine, just knowing what, what I know about you. Um, it, it probably is. I, I can't even think to count right off the top of my head. And some of them are shorter joint ventures and others, you know, are, are you know, long, more long lasting in, um, in their nature. But uh, I, I think I try to take it one step at a time. And, and I try to really focus on maybe one venture during the course of a day, or maybe only several. And uh, that, that seems to help a great sometimes you're working a little bit and everything it, it's unavoidable. But I think that primarily for me, I'm 
on a panel all day, a day or two days to something that's specific within that project and then move on to something else. And we now have things formulated in such a way. We've been able to unfold it that way. Not all of these things happened at one time. You know, we had we had the coach exchange. When that was pretty much in place, and not that we're not constantly evolving and, and presenting new offerings, but the technology and, and the, the platform and the basic procedures and so forth were pretty much in place before we went on to another venture that happened to come up which was ask the coach exchange and and you know we, we tend to move on as things are developed in a way where they're, they're somewhat manageable and and so um, I know you probably also have a creative solution for how you've created the various teams to implement all of the elements of the things that you of, of all these different family or suite of businesses so um, and I know from a previous conversation, you told me that you have a creative solution to what most ex business coaches have in terms of a virtual assistant. So can you share a little bit about your um, your team and how you've created team? Absolutely. Um, what a lot of our team has, it, it, most are all of our team is virtual, and a lot of our team participates just in certain aspects of projects. And the way we found a number of um, members of our team is through uh, investigating opportunities for coaches. That's basically what I spend almost all my time doing. I I'm reviewing emails that come in. I'm on a lot of mailing lists to see what offerings are out there. What fantastic opportunities we can bring to coaches. I'm very very involved with social media, very involved with LinkedIn. We have a group called Expert Insights on LinkedIn. And um, anytime I receive anything or I from these groups or from these individuals, I will pursue it to see if there's an opportunity there either for joint venturing or for showcasing something that would be important to our coaches. And through that has come some great joint ventures, but also some great additions to our team. You know, we have a wonderful radio show host, Stacey Chadwell, um, who is just brilliant and broadcast and she's been a member of our team for about a year and a half and she pretty much runs our whole our whole broadcast um, aspect of, of everything we do in that in that arena we work closely together but that that's her particular area of expertise so she pretty much runs that um, yeah, I, I think we had talked before, Susie. Um, I, I love the idea of virtual assistant services, um, but there are some things that you can train people to do that um, are are not as costly as as virtual assistants. Even though they're really quite reasonable and for their talent, they're amazing. But we usually save more complex projects for virtual assistants that we work with, and we actually go through um, through temporary agencies, and we've been able to. Train train people to do things that involve data entry and even some more sophisticated uh, services that we need uh, through through temporary agencies. And these we, these people will work for us ongoing, part-time, on an as-needed basis for different projects that we do. And they become extended members of our team. So there are some really reasonable ways to, uh, to be able to approach it. The same is true with technology. Uh, I tend to do this myself. I'll go out and really, if we need new technology, like for instance, for Insights Magazine, we need turn page technology. And we were able to um, go out and, and pursue different 
different technology and see what was out there to it, that was in the offering and we found some really reasonable technology to be able to bring that to the forefront so it's out there you just have to do a little research to find it or have someone on your staff do the research for you it depending on your goals and you can come up with some very very reasonable ways to to bring product to market or we have to have your kind of energy <laughs> <laughs> you have unbelievable energy for all of these pursuits. You know, it's obvious your enthusiasm and your passion and excitement about all of your different projects. Just um, I can see how it propels you. And um, and it's amazing what you accomplish. I just, uh, you know, every time I get another email from you, I just I just smile and shake my head. I just it boggles my mind how much you get done in a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, it's driven by passion. And I think when you're communicating from a place of authentic passion, if I were trying to pretend, it would take so much energy if I were trying to pretend that I was excited about these things. Right. But that that isn't necessary because I'm truly excited about what's happening. You know, it's like it, 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 it's a joy for me to be able to participate. And when you feel that way, I think you do have more energy. And, and again, that, that true passion comes out in your communication to others. And they get caught up in the swell if, if it's something that resonates for them. Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's it's really incredible. And um, so, if you do, you have a favorite tool or a favorite strategy or a favorite model that you've discovered along the way that um, that would help other business coaches to grow their business. I think the most important thing that you can do is to develop a, a, a vision statement a really authentic, true-to-yourself vision statement. Um, it, what, what it was for us with the Coach Exchange and all of these other uh, businesses and, and, and projects developed as a result of that, but what it was for the Coach Exchange was basically the idea of bringing coaches everything they need without any one shining star, everybody on an even ground, even playing field, and having access to all the resources they needed. So, uh, for instance, when our economy seemed to take a little bit of a dive not too long ago, uh, instead of thinking about how do we how do we make more money or how to how you know what what's the revenue model here? What I did was I, I I revisited as I do often our vision statement, and I said, you know, how do we bring coaches more of what they need at this time when there's a little bit of an economic crisis. What do we do to give them what they need? And we went back to that vision statement and what we started doing was trying to offer more, more outlets for coaches to get exposure, um, more resources, more joint ventures where, where people could really benefit from, from this and more flexibility where they could participate for little or, or no money. And so it all went back to that vision statement. So I think if that's crystal clear and that truly, truly is where your passion resides, when you go back there, you'll be able to tell if anything you're doing is ringing true to that vision statement. So to me, that's the most important foundation you can have. Absolutely. And that's a lot of what we coach our clients about, too, is to, you know, have that clarity around what it, where you're going. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, but as coaches, sometimes, you know, it's difficult to develop that for ourselves. I know at times it's been challenging for me and I, I feel really fortunate now that, you know, I'm again in an arena where I, I really feel passionate and comfortable with that. But there have been times when that has been a struggle for me. And I think other coaches too go through that, even though we guide others in, in that path. Uh, sometimes that can be a struggle for ourselves. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. It's that whole doctor heal thyself thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can do it with others. But, you know, that's another opportunity to collaborate, right? It, grab a coach and do it with each other. Absolutely. And, and while we're on the subject, I found that a lot of my relationships that um, I, w I was speaking to uh, several members of a joint venture that I'm involved in, and I realized before I knew it that it had turned into this amazing mastermind group for all of us. It was not only impacting what we were doing together, but, but our interaction had really fueled what each of us were doing individually. And, and without even realizing it, we had created this wonderful mastermind group from a joint venture. So I think it you know, the idea of, of not only being coached by another coach, but also developing a, a group of peers that you can you can really exchange ideas with and, you know, create a creative vision with is, is so critical. And, and we have access to those people. So it's important to reach out and get involved in that way. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And that's part of, you've tapped into part of the vision of why I created the Leading Coaches Center and the Leaders Clubhouse in the first place was to create sort of that virtual community mastermind where you, you, know, you have a pool of colleagues at the same kind of level in business and experience to draw from, you know, in, in case you don't have that in your um, in your social network or in your own in your own personally created network, you know, there's this this online place to meet other like-minded, seasoned practitioners. So. It's, um, yeah, and Susie, congratulations on that, and particularly in the niche, because I know, you know, it's your area of uh, superb expertise. Welcome to Secrets of the Champions. This is Susie Pomerantz, founder of the Leading Coaches Center and the Leaders Clubhouse, and I'm here today with Vicki Winterton, and I want to tell you about Vicki because she's amazing. You probably already know her because you're probably already linked in through the Coaches Exchange. But I just want to tell you a little bit about Vicki. She actually founded one of the top boutique advertising agencies in the United States when she was in her 20s. Um, and her niche was in human resources then. And since the late 1980s, she has been coaching teams at Fortune 500 companies. And she's been coaching them around success in change management as well as process automation. That's a pretty specific coaching niche right there. She's coached C-level executives. Um, she's been coaching professionals and solopreneurs about realizing their personal and professional vision of success. And even today, she donates time coaching women in crisis as a pro bono activity. Um, but here's why you probably know Vicki. She founded a whole suite of um, of organizations that are for coaches so she dedicates her time right now to the expert insights family of opportunities so there's the the expert insights magazine the expert insights academy for e-learning the coaches edge live and virtual events the coaches con all of our endeavors are on getei.com g-e-t-e-i.com it has tabs and links that lead to everything our magazine our academy both of our networks uh, the coaches concierge the coaches edge uh, pretty much everything that's going on is there and the emphasis on is on putting your ideas and your vision into action so that would be a good place to find anything you might need Fabulous. Excellent. And so uh, as we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts that you would want to share with the community of leading coaches? Uh, just just said it's been such a pleasure to be here uh, in the presence of all of you and also I, I'd just like to say that my own personal wish for you is that you you follow your vision and your passion every single day. It's the it's just the greatest joy in the world.
Oh, thank you. Vicki Winterton, it's been such a pleasure to have you with us. Vicki uh, can be found, all of her wonderful family and suite of uh, services for coaches can be found at getei.com. Uh, getei stands for Get Executive Insights, or sorry, getexpertinsights.com, getei.com. And, um, and Vicki, thank you so much for being with us. It's really a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Susie. I think it also takes what I think all, all coaches have is a really strong entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, when, when I was first involved in advertising, uh, very, very young, uh, I, I, I met my mentor in advertising and something he told me that I never forget. He said, uh, you know, go out and, and just listen to what people need. Come back and tell me basically what that looks like and we'll work together to make sure that people get what it is they need. And so his premise was that if you listen well enough and you ask the right questions, you'll find out the basic needs of what people really, really are looking for. And then if you come back and answer those needs, they will basically develop a relationship with you. And so it's a really simple formula, and it's one from the time that I was really very young that worked really well, uh, first in advertising. And then um, from there, I went on to coach in, in larger organizations, uh, primarily team team building, coaching, and, and process reengineering, as you mentioned. So it, it was really, really critical. Um, I, I think the most important thing is to realize that it, people are eager to tell you what they need on on every level. When I was working with Fortune 500 companies, I would always um, really require an audience with someone at a C-level. If I was working with a group, uh, say a group that was in mid-management or something, so that I could really get an idea at a C-level what, um, what say, uh, the CEO or the CIO or, or the CFO was looking for. What was their vision? Because their vision will drive those that are dedicated to service within their company. And I found that by developing even 10 minutes of communication with them, because usually their vision is pretty clear, then you'd have a good idea of what the driver was for the rest of the team. And it would really bring the team together in a way that was... that that could work just miracles within the company. So um, I guess the main 